This is Alexa Ashley with Eyes Wide. In this conversation, recorded in January of 2020, I got to sit down with makeup artist, model, and designer Elliot Ray Stone to talk about technicality and gender expression as art. I was a very curious child, so I like I did ask a lot of questions, and I still do ask a lot of questions. I think then I just didn't know what questions to ask. So like I would ask questions and not really be able to get answers because nobody really knew how to answer the questions that I was asking because they were very like, I would say they were very like non-specific. They weren't questions that necessarily had answers. And so now I'm like, okay, no, I, I know how to ask questions now. Um, but like, I do remember, like I was one of those kids, like I'd go play outside and make mud pies and like, we had animals and so we would run around with our dogs and um doing sports like that was that that's what i remember from being a kid um and then like as i got into being probably like 10 and 11 my mom was actually a um creative memories um I forget what they're called, but the ones who sell the supplies for scrapbooking. (laughs) So I actually really got into scrapbooking for a while because my mom had all the supplies and I was like, I want to do that. Like it's fun shapes and colors and pictures. And I get to use like little cutters and stamps and stickers. Um, And I do remember like doing my grandma used to host um, card making parties where she would do like you would do embossing and like you get to play with like glitter and felt tip pens and, like I do remember being interested and like wanting to participate in a lot of that but I wasn't necessarily ever given the opportunity to participate because it was all the adults I didn't start doing art until like closer to like middle school high school Like I was president of the tech club at school and like I was on the board of directors for the art club in high school. But like when I was really, really young, like it was all about sports and learning. So like I was playing soccer and I was doing school and like AP classes and extracurriculars. And um, it wasn't until I got to college that I actually started exploring the creative side of my brain because I started school as a chemistry major, anticipating like doing science the rest of my life and like I didn't know what kind of science. I just knew like that was what I was going to go to school for. And then after a year, I was like, I just don't love it. Like, I don't feel passion for it. I don't like, don't really want to do it anymore. And so I actually changed my major without telling my family. (laughs) Um, I basically like over the summer, because I was working at school over the summer and I was just like, thinking a lot about what I liked about the science and like program and what I didn't. And it ultimately came down to, I didn't love the math. I didn't love the actual science. I loved the visual reality of science. So like when we were doing the the reactions and we got to like make things change color in the test tubes by adding different chemicals or when we got to like light something on fire and it grew or it had a blue flame or a purple flame, like that's what I loved. And then I realized like design was something that kind of mixed the technical with the art. Um, and so it took me a couple tries to get there. Like first I tried doing like, like maybe I'll do English or maybe I'll do writing or like didn't have any clue. So I was just taking kind of like my common core curriculum. And then I think I took, I wanna say it was either an art history class or like a sculpture class. And once I took that class, I was like, this is what I want to do. 
it's like I like the technicality and I like the art um and then I realized that a lot of the technical things that I was doing as a kid were artistic it just didn't feel like it because of the mentality that I had had because when I was president of the tech club I was doing web design like we were learning coding and so I was doing a lot with color and color theory and um, yes I was doing it in a programming language but like I was creating art essentially Um, and we were doing like little like we would do little video games in flash or like little um, it was basically a multimedia course so we would do like little things here and there and and, like I was in a pottery class so um, which it shouldn't have been a surprise to my family because half of my family are artists. Like my mom's side of the family, her sister's husband is a designer and a 3D artist. Her brother is a graphic designer. Like my dad's mom is a painter. It's like not not too far off from the rest of my family. It's just that wasn't a part of our culture growing up because my dad was in technology. So that's like what we assumed we all were gonna do. and then like now as an adult I realize how much more art can be so like drag is a crazy art form and so like I've done drag a couple of times just to kind of like have fun with expression and like honestly gender is art and so even experimenting with like how I present and gender has been really awesome to explore in the concept of art and like what I can do with clothing and fashion and makeup and hair and um, how other people, I feel like honestly art can be anything that elicits a reaction out of another person. Like there's so much, I've been watching Glow Up on Netflix, which is a makeup artistry show. And one of the things that they talk about is like, it makes us have different opinions. Like it's art because it makes us have different opinions about it. And so I thought that was really cool. Gender and the exploration of gender has been around us for the dawn of time like there's there's always there have always been people who don't feel like they fit into the construct of gender um and that's proven you know with native american two-spirit uh people like they they literally have a word for it and that was before colonizers came over and created the americas um so i definitely do get like a lot of heteronormative like cis people who are shocked um or confused and i think it's just because they don't necessarily understand the scope they don't understand that kind of the lack of a binary that's all they know life is is like black and white man and woman fire and ice like there's two opposite and opposing things but they don't realize it's on a spectrum and there's a lot in the middle too and a lot on either side. Um, so like drag is an expression of hyper femininity. And that's kind of why drag exists was an exploration of that. And then you have drag kings who are the opposite side of the spectrum, which is like an exploration of hyper masculinity. Um, but then you also have like men and women, and then you have kind of everything in between where, you know, as a assigned male at birth person who leans towards a lot of traditionally more feminine things, Like, I never fit into one or the other. I was always kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, So the fact that I've been able to explore that and kind of interact with people in that way has been, I mean, it's been a lot. There's been, like, definitely some instances where I'm, like, afraid. And then there's been some instances where, like, I feel really free. And now it's gotten to the point of kind of just being comfortable. So, like, 
Like, if I'm going out and I haven't shaved and I'm not wearing makeup, but, like, I want to wear a pair of heels and a dress, like, I don't feel weird um, because I used to feel like I had to present as feminine or masculine. Like, those are the only two options. But surrounding myself with people who kind of break those norms has kind of allowed me to be comfortable in expressing that. So now I'm like, I kind of just do whatever the fuck I want. Like, if I feel super feminine one day with my body but not my face, like, I'm fine with that. If I, like, want to just be scrubbing it in, like, a pair of sweats and a sweatshirt but, like, go full glam, I'll do that too. (laughs) Um, And I think, honestly, I kind of get joy now out of eliciting... A reaction from people in whatever way it is whether it's confused or excited or angry it because it starts a dialogue it starts a conversation about it and like I'm very passionate about helping people understand kind of the the dynamic of gender uh, people like most of the time when I'm wearing like four inch stilettos because like I'm already six feet tall so when I wear stilettos I'm six four and so like I'm this like very very tall like thin person walking around in the city and people are like who's that what's going on like something happening um but more so than anything like i think the biggest joy i experience when i present as like more feminine or as like confusing to people um is little kids like my favorite thing is to like when little kids come up and ask me like are you a boy or a girl and i can have that conversation and say like neither like i don't feel one way or the other Or, like, when a kid will ask their parents and then it forces that parent to have that conversation. Like, I've gotten to overhear some really, really nice conversations. There's been some that aren't so nice, but I've gotten to, like, kind of hear the goodness of people through how parents explain to their kids, like, the openness of gender. And, like, you know, there was one conversation in particular. I was at work and I was wearing a dress and heels and makeup. um, And this little kid asked their parent what like what gender I was essentially. And then the parent was like, why don't you go ask? And like, so then this little kid like came over to me and was like, are you a boy or a girl? And I told them like both or neither. Like I don't necessarily feel one way or the other. And then they like went back to their parent and asked like, what does that mean? And so then the parent was able to like explain like, oh, like sometimes people don't feel like a boy or a girl. And they kind of just like, they like to look how they want to look. And I was like, that's so wholesome. And like, I love that they did that and like took the time to like, educate their kid instead of just being like prejudiced or closed-minded about it i think it helps that i'm a really nice person too so like i never get upset at people and so like if people are rude or like don't know i'm like like when people ask my pronouns i'm like whatever you want like literally i don't care i respond to any of them and it honestly depends on like how i feel at the time so like some days i do feel like i'm more gender neutral and so then i'm like oh they them works or like some days i do feel more masculine so i'm like oh he him and then other days i'm like presenting very feminine and those times i'm usually like she or they works just as well so people are always very um appreciative that i'm like that i don't care (laughs) so but it took a long time to get there i mean i would say the last like two to three years have probably been like the most like the most explorative of like gender and identity and like has brought me to the point where I don't care. Cause before that I was like very aware mm. and that was like one of my like buttons that people would push on purpose. Mm. And now I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know that it was necessarily a trigger. I think just for so long, I felt like I had to pretend to be something that I wasn't. 
that anytime I wasn't um, identified in the way that I was trying to present, I got like upset and like was basically like, how do I fix that? How do I make it seem like I am more masculine and like identify as he? So like I shaved my head or like would wear short buzz cuts or like very short hairstyles. And I would wear like baggy jeans and boots instead of like well-fitting clothing. <laughs> um, so, and that was like one of those things, like I've always had a higher voice. And so that's one of the things I haven't ever been able to change. And so like after college, when I moved to Seattle, like to the Hill instead of Queen Anne, um, was when I kind of finally started meeting people who didn't necessarily identify one way or the other. And it allowed me to like explore comfortably because I knew that they were respectful and that they were a part of that community. Um, so it was more so just like a shift in my thought process that it had to happen. And so it happened and it's great. <laughs> I guess I did explore it a little bit as a kid, but in secret, like I would always try on my mom's heels, like when she wasn't there, if she had any, I don't actually remember that she had any, but I would try on like her like flats, like the ballet flats that have like the cute little accessories or like, um, I would always like sneak in her makeup bag and like put lipstick on or mascara or something. But there wasn't, and well, yeah, there wasn't a space to explore it because like, my family was very masculine growing up. Like it's all guys except for my mom. So like I have two brothers and my dad. And so we would do like hunting and fishing and dirt biking and like outdoors and cars. So like, it's really funny sometimes. And sometimes I honestly do it on purpose, but sometimes I will look super feminine and then I will participate in really masculine activities just to like fuck with people. Cause like a lot of people don't know, like I helped my parents build our house. So like, I know how to do carpentry and electrical work and like, painting and siding and scaffolding and like i i know how to fix cars like i can change the oil i can do engine work like i can pop the lights out and do like replacements on headlights and taillights and um detailing and i used to ride motorcycles so like when people talk about street bikes or like dirt biking i was like i can actually participate in conversation so i'm sitting there like in a dress and stilettos and a red lipstick and i'm talking about like how to fix the car engine or like what to do or, like what to do if your radiator is overheating <laughs> and people are like wait what you know how to do what and then there's other times where it's like i'll be sitting sitting somewhere in like like a trench coat and I've got like my glasses on and a beanie and I look very like not broy but like very hipster very Seattle and I'm talking about like doing ornate calligraphy or like baking or traditionally like more feminine activities like how I love to clean because it's a stress reliever and I'm like really like what <laughs> so that's always fun I was born in Florida but my family moved here when I was two so I just consider born and raised in Maple Valley, basically. It was fine. I mean, it's a small, t it was a small town when I was growing up. Now it's like started booming. So there's a lot of like new developments and a lot more people, but it's very, there's a lot of churches. So it's very conservative and very gossipy. There's a lot of like, this is what's happening with who and like why and how and information I don't need to know, <laughs> which is kind of why I don't really do holidays at home anymore. Like, I don't necessarily need to hear about, like, why someone's getting divorced or the fact that someone left so-and-so and, like, now they're going to court over it. Like, it's not 
interesting to me because I don't need to know the drama of other people's lives. Like that's, but that's kind of like what's interesting to people because there's not really anything else to do. So like when I was growing up doing those activities like dirt biking and being on, you know, sports teams and doing extracurriculars, like it made sense because it gave me something to do that wasn't just like sitting around talking about other people. Um, Cause I don't like, I don't love that. I don't think that's something that people really need to do unless it's like in a wholesome and uplifting way, like talking about the goodness of other people. And I think if people made that shift in mentality, it would be a nicer world. Honestly, Maple Valley was very, it's what it needed to be for that period of my life. Like, I will say, I don't know necessarily that there is like destiny or, um, like, I don't know that our lives are pre-planned. I don't know that there's like an entity out there who says like, this is how your life's gonna go and then gives us free will. And then we really don't have free will because it's supposed to go a certain way anyways. But I do believe that there is like, things happen for a reason. And there is like a time and a place for things to happen. And I do like, and I think about this a lot. I don't, I, I can see pivotal moments in my life where had things gone differently, I would not be where I am right now. Um, so, you know, like growing up in, in Maple Valley, like I probably never would have chosen to go to SPU if I didn't li live in Maple Valley because it was close enough to home that I could still visit. Um, and it aligned with my parents' belief systems. And then had I never chosen SPU, I wouldn't have ever chosen to settle in si Seattle in Capitol Hill. And if I had never come to Capitol Hill, I would have never grown into my true self and like experimented with gender and expression and made the friends that I have and kind of started to think more critically about life in general and come up to my own conclusions. Like, had I not gone to Maple Valley, as weird as it sounds, I probably just would have been one of those people who just like becomes really unhappy with the world and the way the world works and gotten stuck like in my I would have been stuck in a small town I feel like it's what would have happened I would have been one of those people that never leaves home gets married at like 22 has some kids and not that that's bad like I have some friends who are in that boat right now but like they're also pursuing their passions I don't know that I would have ever figured out my passions had I not left Maple Valley so it was nice to be there so I could leave. <laughs> I mean, it was okay, but not even, like, had I grown up in, like, the Midwest, I don't know that I would have ever, like, the colleges I would have chosen would have probably been colleges that were somewhat isolated. Like, even, like, Western. Like, it's in Bellingham. It's a very small city. It's yeah. kind of out of the way. Like, as great as that sounds now, had I done that for college, I feel like I never would have, had any experiences that led me to question my life and like my personality and my mentality and my thought processes. Um, but because I was at SPU and I was put and I was in the city, I feel like I was exposed to a lot more. Um, and by being exposed to a lot more, I was able to learn a little bit more. And then it wanted, it, it caused me to want to learn even more. Um, I think that's honestly my biggest passion in life is learning, mm -hmm. like whatever it is, whether it's going back to school or teaching myself how to do something like I know how to do a lot of things just because I've taught myself how to do them because I like to learn. Mm -hmm. um, so had I gone somewhere else or had I been, you know, had I grown up in a small town, I don't know that I ever would have figured that out. And so I feel like I would have just settled for staying stuck mm -hmm. wherever I was. Hmm. I want this year to be a year of growth, whether that's like in my relationships and in my friendships or like in my job or in 
all of the above. Um, it's just to kind of like push myself to do more than just like be content in my space. Cause that's where I was a lot of 2019. And I was like, no, I need to do more. Like people are telling me all the time I need to do more because they see like my capabilities and they're like, no, you need to do more. So that's my goal this year is just do more. So like basically, I mean, like my best friend Lisa, she lives in Atlanta right now. So I want to try to make a trip down to her this year. Um, but like she was doing pottery when she was in Seattle. So she gave me the names of the studios that she went to so that I could do a little bit of investigation there and take some classes and um, kind of putting my feelers out there with new jobs. And like, hopefully this one comes to fruition. And then that would introduce me to kind of like a new lifestyle, essentially. I've never worked a nine to five ever. So like working that consistent Monday to Friday schedule and having weekends off, I feel like is going to open a lot of potential doors for me in terms of like things I can say yes to. Like I was asked to walk in a fashion show um, in February and like, you know, doing makeup, I get a lot of those opportunities that I have to miss because it's always on the weekends and I work the weekends. So I think part of the saying yes to new opportunities is also saying yes to kind of past opportunities. So like, I'm not going to start saying no to the people that I have in certain circles just because I'm in a new circle. Like I want to, I want to make time and space for them um, and say yes to them too. So I think it's just a, a funny little time management shift because you're like in a new space, but you still need to say yes to the other spaces that you were in. I literally, this sounds really funny, but I will look up karaoke tracks like on YouTube and just like put them on repeat and sing along to them just like while I'm getting ready or like yeah. if it's a song I want to try out, I'll like record myself doing it and then like listen to it and then delete it. <laughs> I was like, right. I don't, I was like, I don't know that I love to hear myself recorded, but when everybody else is drunk, they don't really care. So <laughs> I sound great to everybody. <laughs> the first couple of times it was like really nerve wracking because like, I don't really drink a lot. So like when I go out and do karaoke, I'm pretty much sober, but that's one of those things like I love, I love to do it. So I was like, no, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to go every week. It's going to be like my thing. So my friend Alex and I, she's like my cheerleader. She's like, I'll go with you, but I'm not going to sing. And I was like, that's fine. Like, I'll, I'll sing. It's fine. I usually try to do different ones. Um, a comfortable song that I sing all the time is uh, by Love. His song, I Like Me Better. Um, just because it's like, it doesn't really require a lot of effort to sing it. And so it's like easy to warm up with. Um, but a friend of mine sang Lady Gaga's You and I. And ever since then, I was like, I want to sing that. <laughs> and so, like, occasionally I'll bring that out of the woodwork. Um, nice. And then I always like to surprise people by, like, going old school and doing, like, Frank Sinatra. Because my voice can go, like, deeper. Like, my typical range is, like, in the tenor realm. Um, but then when I sing Frank Sinatra, my voice, like, drops down a little bit lower. And everybody's like, what is going on? If I were to die tomorrow and I wanted to be known for something, I feel like I would just... I would want to be known for my kindness. Like, I don't, like, I don't know that I've ever hated a person. Like, I don't know that I've ever vehemently felt negative emotion towards anyone. Um, towards corporate structures, yes. <laughs> but that's just because that's a little bit too much. But, like, I don't know. My, I have a lot of acquaintances and I have a lot of friends. 
And I always hope to be a person that people can feel comfortable coming to um, because of my kindness and because of like my intention um, with people. Like I don't ever want people to feel like they're other than or not a part of. And so like in my friend circles, I always try to make sure people feel included and like welcomed and that it's a safe space to be in, um, which has done good things and bad things in my life because I do also end up learning a lot of information that I don't necessarily want to or need to know about other people. But I also like, I'm very grateful that people are comfortable sharing those things with me. So I think I would want to be like remembered for my kindness and for like my being known as like an empathetic person, like kindness and empathy. This is Alexa Ashley with Eyes Wide. Eyes Wide is supported by members all over the world. Find out more at eyeswide.life forward slash join.